Hello and welcome to the BreakAge podcast. This is Danielle Ungerman, the product marketing manager of BreakAge. Today we're turning things around a little bit. I'll be interviewing Brian, taking him out of the interviewer's seat so that we can talk over BreakAge goals. Hi, Brian. Hi, Danielle. So we formally launched goals back in the fall of 2017. And since then, we've seen a lot of users adopt and take on goals for themselves, as well as run into a few questions about how to get started. So today we're going to dive into how to set goals for every team member while taking advantage of how this can improve your overall process as a team and lead to greater growth towards your company vision. So Brian, why don't you just start us off a little bit with why goals? Why are you so into goals? Uh, that's a good question. So the, the actual the history of, of it in our product goes back further than 2017. Uh, we launched something called Scorecards in 2016, same time uh, the previous year. So it was a year earlier. And it really started with when I read the book Traction by Gina Wickman. And for those that have heard of Traction or have not, I should say, it's part of this uh, EOS system, entrepreneurial operating system. And this gentleman wrote a book on how to basically run your company. And a big part of it was on using data to kind of keep an eye on things and also to measure your success towards what you're trying to accomplish, so your goals. I love this concept. I took it exactly how he wrote in the book and we put in the app itself. And then after a year of uh, iterating on that, we realized that no one really understood what scorecards meant, or at least not in the way that we uh, intended it to be, unless they had read the book specifically. So we transitioned it to what the feature to what it really is, and that is just plain old goals. The reason I'm so into it is that, you know, I've been in this data world for, for nine plus years and nothing has become more powerful in how we even run our own internal business in the sense of formalizing and committing to an internal set of things we want to get done, goals that are then measurable by data that's, that exists in one of our systems, any of our systems. So I, I saw it like firsthand when we were using spreadsheets before the scorecards came in our app in 2016. Like I saw the our company at 20 employees or maybe a little bit less really rallied behind the few things that we needed to get done in a certain time frame. And it was it was like magic. And we had all these dashboards up, we had all these reports going, and and nothing impacted behavior behind besides committing to a certain amount of things to get done, someone owning those things and having numbers kind of kind of manage it. So uh, it's become kind of a passion for me in this in this odd sense, um, because it wasn't that I was ever big into you know, like school. I mean, I always wanted to have your grades, but it wasn't like I was, I need to hit this school I want to get into or this degree. It was just, you know, just kind of go with the flow in that sense. But seeing it in practice in real life made me a huge convert of like goals is what makes a big difference. So you weren't setting goals from day one since you were born? No, 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 no. I, I think, uh, I mean, even getting to school, I kind of had, you know, it wasn't like I put picked my top three and that was, that's where I went to. Like I just applied to a few schools that I thought would be interesting and kind of went for it. So it wasn't until running BrightGage and also seeing other companies adopted and feel the same way that I was like, man, this is, this is real. This is really impactful. And then I just found an excuse to get it into our product. Yeah, it's pretty easy to be aimless until you have the right process in place for effectively putting goals into place. For sure. Otherwise, you set way too many of them and, and none of them are achievable. For sure. And the biggest example is, this, is New Year's resolutions. I use that whenever I talk to people about, you know, why, why are goals important? It's, it's very easy to set them, but in order to like follow through, in order to hit them, in order for it to impact what you're trying to impact, you need to be held accountable. 
You need to have other people holding you accountable, which is why New Year's resolutions always fail. We're just talking about eating too much. And, and that's, that's the thing. If there's no one else holding you accountable, it's very hard to be to hold yourself accountable in the same way. So aimless is, uh, is definitely the, something we're, that every business is trying to fight. So why would you say goals are so important? It seems obvious in reaching a long-term objective or even short-term, but where does it really step into your company's Yeah, goals? and I guess, uh, so goals in itself is not the, not the important piece, right? Well, that's the obvious piece, like you said. It's more of how you implement it in your company or in your team. Um, that makes it very powerful. It makes it important because um, there needs to be a system in place that you as a manager, you as a leader um, implement in order to make sure that either the goals that are set are, the, are good ones or the right ones. Um, people are trying their hardest to hit them and hopefully hitting most, you know, most of them in that, in that, in that time period. So, I would say goal management is super critical and something that someone you can't take lightly and need to make sure you're thoughtful in how you would implement in your team and in your uh, company. So what would you say makes these so essential to performing your best? It's clear how this is a motivating factor for companies overall. They want to see their vision put into place. Where would you say that this fits in for individual improvement? Um, good question. So the, so yes, as a team level, and as a leader, like the, the, the goals are going to help you accomplish, you know, what you, what you're collectively paying or want to do together, right. As a, as a team, uh, individually, um, they're a huge motivating factor because it, it helps create alignment. If done properly, it helps create alignment between what someone is doing individually and how that aligns up with the company's goals. So when I say goal management, these are all individually owned. So if someone wants to, you know, if, if the goal is, uh, you know, increase revenue by 10% and someone in support would need to be, have some sort of goal that's attached to not losing any revenue, right? So their individual goal may be, you know, make sure customer satisfaction is at 99%. They are kind of lasered in on that specific individual goal. They can see how that impacts the revenue goal for the whole company and they can make sure they're, they're doing a good job at their specific piece. Uh, of the entire pie. So it's very motivating for an individual at all individual levels because their impact is directly correlates, should directly correlate with the broader theme of what the business is trying to accomplish. So it's that sense of alignment. It creates engagement with people um, that are, that are having these goals that are trying to hit them uh, that they can see why, you know, what they're doing is important. Uh, so that's a big part of, that's a big part of like, the success of, of successfully putting in uh, goal management in your company is that everyone should be on the same page. Everyone should be knowing what they can get done in their limited purview that then is going to impact the overall, the overall business. And that's, especially with millennial management, you know, like that's a huge part of it. Like how do we, how can they feel the impact that they make because they're two years out of school and, they want to feel like a champion. Right. They want to feel like a champion. Exactly. And so it's, it's hard to do. And this kind of, this goal management concept uh, helps that happen, helps that put into place. What were we doing before BreakAge implementing goals? How um, were we managing it? So we're doing it uh, haphazardly in the sense that we had these revenue targets that we wanted to hit. And we still have the similar ones that we do, we do today. Um, but we'd say at the beginning of the year, hey, this is what we want to hit. You know, X amount of net new customers. But that was it. Like now it was up to my brother and I when we're running a company to just make sure that everyone's doing their task. But when you're a small six 
five person, eight person company, everyone feels that sense of like, they know what they're doing is helping that, that overarching goal. But the, we just had that one annual goal and where I found where we felt friction, especially as we grew was, okay, what are we getting done this quarter? That's going to help us get to that goal. Cause you would end up aimless is not necessarily the, the word that I would describe ourselves at that time, but it was more you're zigzagging, you're going in different directions when, you know, if you can just set out, these are the things I want to get done, knowing that my revenue goal is this for the whole year. That's where we kind of transitioned. And when we started actually managing goals itself. So before, before that, before the spreadsheets in 2016, it was, we were all over the place just with an annual target with what we, what we wanted to get done and uh, with no real clear path to how we got there. So at this point, we've taken it and we've applied it to our own company. How can other companies, break age customers, use goals? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, that's a question I always answer in the, those workshops, right, that we host uh, at our offices. It's a common question. Um, the easiest thing is just to, is to get started. I mean, uh, just to, as a team and hopefully the, the team leaders are, are doing this They're they know where they want to get to in a certain time period, whether it's a whole year, whether it's a, you know, three months and a quarter, um, you should say, okay, this is what I want to get. These are the projects I want to get done. This is what I want to accomplish. And this is how I want to measure those things that we can make sure that they say, yes, these are accomplished, uh, you know, at the end of that time period. And then just get started with three or four. The biggest advice that I get to everyone is it's okay that you're going to screw it up the first quarter. Like you definitely will. I, we did. Everyone does. It takes a while to kind of get in the right routine, how to set the right goals, um, how to cut your losses when they're wrong. Cause you don't want to just stick down the wrong thing just because you put it on a piece of paper. So there's an adjustment period. So the best thing I tell people is just get started, write something down, assign them to people to, to be responsible for them. And then let it iterate from there. If you're flexible enough, uh, it'll come pretty natural in the first, I'll say six months, which sounds like a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, like you get pretty dialed in. So what time frame are these normally being measured under? Three months. Like is a, is a standard, you know, the Jim Collins, the Gina Wickman's, uh, even Google that they set their, their goals. It's always quarterly. Um, sometimes you can do it every six weeks, you know, instead of having four iterations a year, you know, if you have eight iterations, it helps you fine tune the goal setting process. Um, but six weeks may not be enough time to get something big done. So uh, typically everyone says quarterly. And if something doesn't feel quite right, like you get so far along in the goal that you're tracking on a weekly yeah, basis and it's just not working. Well, I mean, case in point for you, like you just switch roles within the company. So this was a, that wasn't a goal of mine to switch your, your no. team, <laughs> but it just happened, right? Like in, in the business, especially small businesses, things just happen. Uh, then, you know, your goals may change. It's okay to cut loose and say, okay, what are we trying to get done for the rest of the quarter, the next six weeks and come up with new goals. Um, it, it's not about, you know, you're not, um, you're not a prisoner of the goals you set, right? It's the other way around. And people get lost in that, especially the first two iterations where, the purpose is to pick a few things to get done and try like hell to get them done. Um, and with those things that are aligned to some longer term goal of, of the companies or the teams or the, or the person or the individual. And so you just have to kind of maneuver yourself throughout the quarter, cut your losses. Hey, maybe you picked a goal. that's super easy. You get it done in three weeks. Okay. That wasn't a good one. Just keep iterating, add a new one, uh, that type of thing. So, um, it's a common question and it's a common, concern of people, but it's like, don't overthink it. You know, this is at the end of the day, 
just goals, right? You know, it's just goal setting. Progress tracking. Yeah, progress tracking. And it's not, it's not a project management, you know, it's not that sense where you're like delivering to a client. This is, you know, this is what you want to accomplish as an individual or a team to hit some big vision down the road, right? And so it isn't just like, hey, I need to deliver X, Y, and Z widgets for this customer. It's like, I want to change my business, my team's way of working in a year. Okay, what do I need to do now? What are the, the steps to take to do it uh, at that point? So. so what would you say makes for a good goal and ones where maybe we've failed ourselves? Uh, I've noticed, yeah, I've noticed that we, we are, at Breakage, we always set, not that we always should set, I noticed that we set very attainable goals too much. So, right. Where we, we know we need to get it done. And so we set that as a goal, but then we get it done in eight, eight weeks out of the 12. It's like, well, that didn't do anything. Like you weren't really pushing yourself. The purpose is to kind of stretch yourself out a little bit in order to feel uncomfortable that you can't get to it and be okay if you can't get to it. Um, and you can't get to it, meaning you can't accomplish the entire thing, but you get 70% of the way there. Google, uh, forces every single person to have goals and at least three or quarter for each individual, but they want you to be 70% of the way there. So they don't want you setting goals that are easy to handle. So I, that happens to us all the time. Um, I think a good goal is something that is, that is measurable, that there's some way of saying, yes, this is complete, but still inspirational or aspirational and that everyone understands the broader theme behind it. So, um, you being on the new success team, you know, a good goal would have been like, form, you know, new success team as measured by, you know, hire someone, um, implement 50 tracking calls like that. So everyone knows, Hey, what we're trying to do is implement a new success team. But then tactically, you know, these are the one, two, three of things that get done. You so can break it down by individual tasks. And yeah, yeah. I notice a lot of goals are made up of one task right? and it's pretty easy to just look at it through that linear view. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, so there's a, there's a couple different philosophies for goal setting. And, and this is where it gets kind of interesting, which, which I like. Um, the, the Gino Wickman traction model EOS is very, is, is one specific way to track goals. And it's very much like you just kind of said, where it's, they're smart goals, you know, they're, they're specific, they're measurable, attainable, whatever the letters, the rest of the letters mean. Um, time down. So that's one way to do it. The other way, which is a more popular way nowadays is called these OKRs, uh, which Google has popularized. It started way back in Intel. And this is where you have an OKR, which stands for objective, and then the KR is key results. And where you have this statement that's like, I wanna change the world or something a little bit smaller. Uh, I wanna change my world. Um, and then you have the key results, which are the specific kind of, like you said, tasks, but those are very much measurable. So everyone has three or four of these big goals that you can kind of rally. You can wrap your head around, you know, it's important. You have some wiggle room in that. And then you have specific all right, let's get these things done um, to it. So that philosophy is very different than the, a lot of our listeners and customers that use it. Um, but it's a very interesting way to, to, um, to set goals as proven by Google doing it since they're close to the inception, which they now credit much of their success, not just on the algorithm for searching, but for OKRs in the, in the business, which is crazy. And how would you say, because not every individual on your team is going to be able to choose a goal for themselves. They should, they should. So it's, they should, each individual should come up with their own goals because the secret being, if they come up with it themselves, they feel more connected to it. So if it comes top down, 
you know, you're going to have people that just say, oh, I don't care. Or this is, you know, like, I don't believe that this should be the right thing. So you, you want everyone to kind of set their own goals, but just to make sure that everyone's aligned with where we want to get done. And just that conversation itself helps everyone stay on the same page. If you can maneuver or manipulate the situation and say, Hey, let's try, you know, yes, you want to take these four certification exams, but it doesn't really tie into where we're heading. How about let's take one of those exams. Let's do this other thing. Now you have a good conversation with the person and they feel invested in it and you're making sure that they're doing kind of focusing on the right things. So you definitely want them to be part of the process. Yeah. And talking to a few of our customers, I've noticed that it's not always the case. That's definitely not the case. Yeah. Cause they think very top down, like, especially there's a lot of engineers that, you know, that, that our customers have on staff or use our products. So it's very much like, Hey, these are the five KPIs I want you to hit every week. That's not really the goals in a sense. That's just making sure that they're doing their job. Like, like what are they trying to accomplish in those three? What's really a pushing thing that, um, that pushes them to get something big done and you can't, you can't throw that down to them. They have to be part of that conversation That's the, for it to be truly successful. Yeah, I love going through a lot of the different Breakage teams' goals lists and seeing um, not only is it something directed towards how they can do better in their, their position, be it hit a certain mark, um, close a certain amount of tickets, but a lot of it is towards self-betterment, self-improvement, yes. and growth within the role as well. Right, which is, I mean, and again, the self-betterment is ultimately helps the company as well. So we 100% support it, and most people should, where if it's a... Um, I want to be better at ownership for a senior dev that we have on this team. That that's awesome. We want him to be better at ownership. Uh, so it's part of scaling our team. He knows that he knows he wants to get better, right? So it's just this great relationship that we that we have, and, and everyone's vested in this thing. Seems pretty clear why we built goals into Breakage. We have dashboards and reports to go along with it. How do you tie all of that back together? Where did this really step into? Because everything is measurable. Um, everything is measurable, and if you and at the end of the day, what what we're trying to accomplish here is helping these small companies, and specifically MSPs, like run a better business. And data is a big part of that. Real time data is a big part of that. Um, but it's it's the numbers that are attached, the measurableness of a goal that ties that ties it very much back to breakage and that mission of like, let's help these people run better businesses. So um, it's a link that sometimes people get confused and like, well, wait, this is so different. And it is, but when you break it down and, and start home with the really it's just all, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it could be based off KPIs. It's, it's very much measurable. It's very much your own data. And so that's where we see it fit and what we're trying to accomplish. And so by your own data, you mean looking at not only sales numbers, service ticket numbers, but also on the operational side, something that you can extend yeah, anything, to the whole team. Anything, Everything's measurable. Everything should be measurable that you're tracking. And so at Breakage, you know, we're, we're ingesting as many data sources as we can. So it's, it's that same philosophy of like, if, if there's numbers behind it to help you manage your business, you know, that's the business, that's where we want to be in, where we want to play in. So that's how it ties back. Again, it's different mentality than thinking about a dashboard where you put it up on a big screen and, and that's it. Like behavior does change in that in that situation, but goals um, is a different way to do the same thing, which is to improve and change behavior. So, how can folks start using goals? Uh, well, if you're a current customer, it's it's already there for you in the in the product itself. There's a lot of these, you know, it's it's that getting started part that people could get stuck on. 
Um, we did build in the app this inspiration feature where uh, curated goals by other service providers are there for people to just pick off and say, oh, let me try this, this, and this. Um, so that's a good way to get started. If, if people are really stuck, they can reach out to us and support. I, I, I'd even get them on the call with them and, and talk through what they're trying to accomplish and help out. But it's just about kind of getting started and committing to it. Uh, it's the best way to, to, to get going. And even if you don't use BrightKitchen and you're listening in, like use a spreadsheet. That's what most people are using. Like just track them, write them down, assign someone to, to a goal, make sure that they're, and just iterate it from there. Make sure it's attached to some longer term vision, but uh, just get started. It's, uh, you can always start with Excel. Yeah, you might already be using a spreadsheet to track revenue or, or yeah, of course. billing. Um, it's, it's kind of the same principle, really. But most people, I mean, I, I'd say, I think we have 300 active goal users. I don't know if that's a perfect way to say it, but uh, goal companies, uh, companies using goals, I guess is a better way. And, you know, I know it takes a while because it's spreadsheets or typically they come from people that are using spreadsheets moving over, right? So spreadsheets is the fastest way. Um, but if, if you want to get started in BrightCage, it's, it's easy as well. It looks very similar to a spreadsheet, uh, but it just has the built-in reminder features and the built-in, you know, send it out an email to everyone at the end, like kind of helps that, that staying in sync part of it. But either way, just and get started. The beauty of some of the goals that you set too are that, that they automatically snapshot. So they pull yeah. where you currently stand. Yeah. So if, if your goal, so in breaking just, it's a huge value add and it saves a lot of time. So if, if it's pulling from a number that exists already in our system or, or being sent to our system, breakage will take a snapshot of it. And then you have that stored data. So the user, the person doesn't have to go and look for the data. How, what was my revenue number last week? Or what was my service ticket number? They can go in and, um, and it's already there and just provide the context around why that, you know, the number is where the number is. So, so with the context, you can just go in and add a little note next to, yeah, yeah exactly. So next it's, to the number, if you're on track or off track. Yeah. It's awesome in the sense. So as me as the, the business owner uh, and any, as a team lead as well, like when your whole team is putting in, checking in, putting their context their note right around that check-in, it then emails you at a certain time when they're all done. And so you can get a quick snapshot of everyone's doing across their goals you know that their goals are still top of mind. So the system part of it is a huge benefit. Uh, but again, for people just getting started, you uh, I mean, use us, obviously, please. But um, you can always use Excel if you really want to, to, to try something. And what would you say, just for those who aren't familiar with BrightGage goals, the difference between the two, we offer process goals and outcome goals? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, so... There's two different, again, goal philosophies is, is very, it's incredibly debated. Um, and it's been around for since Peter Drucker wrote a book in the 50s or 60s. I hope that's right. Um, so, but if, when you break it down, one, one delineation we saw is that you have two different types of goals. And one is this outcome goal, which is the traditional, you know, hey, I want to lose five pounds by the end of the quarter or by the end of the year. And then you have this other process goals, which is more the, in order to hit that outcome goal, you have to be doing certain things. So if I want to lose five pounds, I better be working out three times a week. I better be, you know, eating salads five times a week, whatever the, the process is to get to that outcome goal. So we see that a lot in our companies where they have these aspirational outcome goals, um, but there's no thought to the process to get there. And so we have these process goals that help people think that way. 
I'm like, Hey, that's great. I want to get to this. I want to sign up 20 new customers, but I need to be making sure I'm making calls. I'm doing networking lunches. I'm doing the process in order to get there. So uh, those are the two differences. And we, we put that in the app. Uh, so it's, it's clear you know, what's what. So if you were to take that and apply it to say one individual sales team member, they could have an outcome goal of yeah, yeah, 20 signups right. or a new revenue for the month. And then underneath that, have a few separate key outcome goals. Yeah, there are process, process goals, goals that get you there, right? Yes. So like, and it could be dials. You know, sales is the is a definitely a great example. Is they have to have activity in order to generate what we want them to, what to get paid on, which is you know the the revenue. So yeah, they they could have. I want to hit ten thousand monthly recurring revenue. Okay, well they need to be doing you know ten dials, you know three prospect lunches, you know those things. And then that's kind of a, it's going to be a sub goal. It all depends on how you want to install their framework in your company, the system, the goal system, but um, you know, it, they go hand in hand uh, or they could be totally separate in the sense that you just want to keep track of making sure the business is running with those process goals. And how would you just thinking of that now, how would you recommend, what advice would you give to business managers, owners looking to implement this system into their company? without making it feel like such a chore for those employees who might uh, already. No, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a good question. Cause you know, it's always, again, it's the hardest part is getting started. Um, but the, the reality is everyone's going to enjoy the concept of full transparency between what the business owner is doing and what their, their job is as the, service technician, salesperson, et cetera. So if the business owner is taking this seriously, is sharing how his progress to his goals, which he or she should have announced to the team, like you'll get the behavior from everyone else to kind of pick up behind that. So I think that's a good piece of advice is make sure that the business manager is actively participating in these goals as well and sharing them, right? And being transparent. That'll create that camaraderie and that buy-in from everyone that you need to, in order to make this happen. It's, it's a, I mean, I get jazzed up about this stuff. It's a very magical experience when you see people kind of working towards a similar thing, but in their specific purview. And it happens in sports all the time. It happens, you know, in big companies, small companies can have the same feeling if they, if they, if they do this the right way. Definitely. Is there anything else that you think would be helpful to share? Uh, there's, there's, um, so there, there's a new book that just came out uh, by John Doerr, I believe that's pronounced his last name. And it's a book, he was the, one of the early investors in Google. And he just wrote a 300 page book on essentially goal setting and how Google uses it as, as well as other organizations that he's invested in. And I mean, I would pick that up because when people think of goals, they think of you know stagnant, kind of not purposeful, kind of big company thing. But hearing the tech industry talk about it in their cool hip way is very motivating. So um, take a look at that new book. It just came out. It's called measuring what matters. And, and that's a great resource. The traction book is fantastic. Um, Google about, you know, Google about goals uh, and see what other people are doing, but it's powerful. It's a simple concept. It makes sense. Everyone kind of has goals in the back of their mind, but it's all about how you implement in your company, the system you use. So uh, just, just keep learning about it and keep iterating. Great. And if you have any questions about where to get started with goals, especially at BrightGage, or even if you want to talk to us about some of the goals that you've been setting yourself, 
you can reach out over support at breakgauge.com. Brian would be happy to take a few emails yeah, as well. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, emails and calls. And then uh, there's a bunch of uh, blogs that were written and white papers on how to set goals, uh, how, how to fix things when things when you set the wrong goals or you set too many goals are too attainable. So we have a bunch of resources out there for that. But always just reach out. We're, we're always happy to chat, especially, um, especially about this. I love this stuff. Great. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. You've been listening to the Bright Gauge Podcast. Special thanks to our songwriter, Stefan Menendez, and our audio engineer, Camilo Velez. For more episodes, find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. And for even more great content, check out blog.brightgauge.com.